Welcome to Cellmates Podcast, a podcast where we take two animated movies, compare, contrast, and just generally throw a Venn diagram over them. My name is Dick Ward. My name is Kate Phillips. And uh, let me tell you, Kate Phillips, yeah. the thing you might not know about this podcast mm. is often these movies are Disney. Not always. Often these movies are musicals. Not always. Often these movies are good. Not always. That's true. <laughs> what I do? You did the, the you did the whole intro. Yeah, I did it pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. On like a first and a half take. That, it's that's really impressive. Almost like we've been doing this podcast for three years. Ooh, that is almost true. Yeah. Not always. <laughs> Dick, cheer, cheers to you. Cheers to you, Mrs. What, Robinson. What are you What are you drinking? I've got like a big thing of water because I'm feeling you do. a little dehydrated. Is it? Fresh water? Yeah, I mean, Salt it's, water? it's from our Brita filter. You you know where I get water. Okay. What else are you drinking? Oh, I have um like half of this Coors Seltzer. Uh, it's a grapefruit Ew. hard <laughs> seltzer. I fell asleep uh, before I finished it, so I've kind of got that left over. That's so so lukewarm grapefruit like cool. seltzer. I would describe it as cool. If you told me like all of the categories, that is the Venn diagram of things that Kate would not want to drink. I mean, if it was watermelon, you'd like it less. That's probably true. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, yeah. A I, third drink? <laughs> I also have um, this uh, dark concoction that smells like coffee, but I'm assuming is not. It's a drink called the Lighthouse, uh, made from Kahlua and rum. Oh, what else? That's it. Oh. That's it. I wanted to add salt, but you wouldn't let me. Um, yeah, you really want to. Oh, that's nice. I mean, oh, it's just nice. it's just Kahlua. Yeah. Like it's and just, rum. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, lighthouse. I have no idea why this is called the Lighthouse. It is neither light nor sea-adjacent. Like, at least a margarita has salt on it. But it's called a lighthouse. Well, where's, and where's rum from? The Caribbean? Mm-hmm. And if you're working in a lighthouse, you might be in the Caribbean, and you might need to stay awake using coffee. Sure. That's all I got. Dick, uh, have you seen any good lighthouses lately? <laughs> yes. Yeah? Several. Whoa. Yeah. Where? Um... Well, like mainly on my TV. Okay. Because we haven't we haven't left New York in a while. We haven't, but I, I actually saw, I saw the little red lighthouse I, not too long ago. I was gonna say I saw the little red lighthouse today on my walk. You saw it today? Yeah. Oh, like not up close. No, I waved at it though. Okay, that makes. It's up from a couple well, miles away. A much longer walk than nah, I thought. Not that far. Um, I, but yeah, we've seen through the magic of television lighthouses <laughs> in. Japan, uh huh, and Ireland mm-hmm. in the last two weeks. Why, Dick? Because where? How? Cause we watch because we watch movies. That's what we do. So, Kate, the, I, you might have missed it. This is a podcast where we watch two <laughs> animated movies and then talk about them. You're so proud. You're just going to do the intro over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> to prove now that, that I've got know. it right, this might be the only time I get it right. This week we are talking about Ponyo. Mm-hmm. And Song of the Sea, mm-hmm. uh, two movies that take place near and around lighthouses, mm-hmm. but uh, that's about all the lighthouses are. I mean, they are sea-related. They are mm-hmm. uh, prominent characters in the movies. 
They are come, aqua adjacent. Come from or go to the sea. They, look, they're both kind of mermaidy. They're but yes, they've got transformation characters. Um, yeah, like mermaid gold. Technically, no mermaids. Right. Even though one is loosely I, based I on the Little Mermaid. Mermaidy. Yeah, there there's are characters a, that wish to be in the sea. Or wish to be on the land. There's a, there's a goldfish human and there's, a seal there's human. There's some transformation that allows for walking and breathing. Uh-huh. Uh, or swimming and breathing. Being where the people are or yeah. being where the seals are. Yeah, seeing, One or the seeing other. them dancing. Yeah. Um, cool. Any Anything else about the pairing before we... Yeah. They... <laughs> so yeah, these are both like folklore fairy tale adaptations. Again, Ponyo is... Loosely based on The Little Mermaid, um, Song of the Sea is part of a Irish folktale trilogy um, by the production company Cartoon Saloon. And so it's not based on any specific piece of folklore, but right. it's got elements of there's selkies, which are like seal-human hybrids and fairies and the goddess Matcha. So. And Br'er Rabbit and Br'er no, Bear. No, no. Song of the Sea the sea. I might have watched the wrong movie. Uh oh. Uh oh. You can't. <laughs> you can't. They've, you can find it. They vaulted can, it. Hey, if you know where to look, you can find it. Dick, uh, what was your relationship <laughs> with the movie Ponyo before uh, seeing it again for this podcast? Sure. So Ponyo uh, is one of the Miyazaki. Like there was this like, uh, I think Princess Mononoke is kind of the divider for like. Me being aware that Miyazaki, like when I was a kid, I, I've, I've talked about this yep. before. Like my grandma's library had like three videos for kids and one of them was my neighbor Totoro. And so we'd just rent it and that was just part of our lives. And we did, we were just like, oh, this is a great movie. We didn't think it was particularly weird or anything uh, or different because, you know, we'd never thought about movies from outside of america before and then like at some point in my life uh you know i saw princess mononoke in uh at at the san diego comic con i was like oh oh this is the totoro guy did you see the movie at comic con Mm -hmm. oh wow i was like oh other people yeah i saw that in detroit rock city two Um, very very similar movies. venn diagram is a circle there um but yeah, it was it was like, oh, other people like this guy's movies too. Oh, he's got a bunch more movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> so like this is post that the you know this is post Monin okay. So I don't think I saw this one in theaters, but I did see it when it was released on video. Um, but I was like aware of it when it was because this is out. a little later, right? This is two thousand eight, mm-hmm. as opposed to like Totoro is like eighty six. So it's like yeah. qu- quite a bit far in yeah and that comic con was 99 2000 Mm. i think summer of 99 um where i saw uh mononoke Mm -hmm. so kind of after 99 i'm like oh i'm aware now of this thing yeah that it turns out i'm not the only kid who saw this um but yeah so like ponyo i i definitely rushed to i will say though this is only the second time i've seen it because even though I enjoyed it, it didn't like super grab me the first time I saw it. It is um, 
intentionally made for a younger audience, which is not something that Miyazaki necessarily does very often. Right. Um, so that all checks out. Yeah, and your experience, I assume. I nope, haven't seen, hadn't seen this one. Um, I get it confused with the uh, is it like Little Nemo in Slumberland. Is that? Yeah, which we are absolutely gonna have to watch for yeah. this show sometimes. But you oh, talk about. We'll... Sorry, we should do that this next. I just oh, I boy. miss Little Nemo. All right. All right. I love that movie. A lot of cute movies in a row then. That's great. That's not that cute. Because Little Nemo is Miyazaki, is that correct? No. No. But it's like cute and Japanese, is that correct? No. Oh. Little well, Nemo, I think is is. I get these animated. movies then even more confused than I thought. I think Little Nemo is animated by a Japanese company. Um, but I think it's like produced by a French company. Oh, French. It's based off of a French comic strip. Like Tintin. Like, well, Tintin's Belgian. Well, Tintin. Show, show some respect to Tintin. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm reading, it started as a comic strip? Yeah. Little Nemo? Yeah. Oh, this is very different than what I thought. Okay, never mind. Well, the, the point still stands that I got them confused for the longest time because every once in a while, like, oh, we should watch Ponyo. And every once in a while, like, oh, we should watch Little Nemo. And you have, like, fond, like, uh, adorable feelings for both of them so that's mostly what i knew i didn't realize until like looking it up that it was a little mermaid adjacent uh thing so but i you know i had a positive experience with totoro when we watched it so i just want to sorry oh yeah uh little nemo in slumberland is absolutely an american comic strip i don't know why i thought it was french uh, but the movie is a Japanese-American uh, okay. hybrid. All right. Uh, I may have just been thinking that Rene Avergenois is in it, therefore mm. it's French. Also in The Little Mermaid. Also, I don't know if you've heard of the guys who made the soundtrack to that movie. Their names are both Sherman. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So enough of Slumberland, though. Oh. Sorry, please. Oh, I'm I'm done. I didn't know very much. Cool. Sorry, I got really excited about the Sherman Brothers. You always do. I really yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. They write good good theme park songs especially. They write but a other very songs specific too. kind of song, mm-hmm. and I'm always excited. Always there for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dick, are you ready to summarize Ponyo in two minutes or less? As soon as I pull up the names of all the people in Ponyo, yeah. even though I know they're not that hard, I want to make sure... That I don't get the. I remember wrong. the main two, and then the other characters I could describe by the way they looked. What's the fish lady called? The goddess. No, the like fish that turns into a person. Ponyo. Oh, okay. I didn't remember the goddess's name, and I would have referred to the villain as uh, David Bowie of the Sea. Yeah, yeah, he's David Bowie of the Sea. Great. Yes. All right, Dick, ready, set, Ponyo. Ponyo. Okay, so. Um, there is a kid and he lives in a, on a cliff by the sea and, uh, he lives in like a lighthouse thing. Anyway, his dad and his mom, uh, are great. His dad, (laughs) sorry, his dad's out to sea all the time and they communicate to each other via, uh, like lighthouse flickering. But that's not the really important part. Here's the really important part is there is a fish. And it is named Ponyo. And this kid catches the fish and takes good care of it. 
and he tells it he loves it and the fish is like yo i love you too and there's all sorts of really cute shit where the kid is like hiding the fish and being a toddler and it's adorable uh his mom lisa works at an old folks home uh and there's these old ladies and one of them's like this fish is bad luck because it has the face of a human it does and the other ones are like no that's fine that's normal (laughs) um so this fish uh there's this guy named david bowie um (laughs) and he comes to the land and he used to be a human but he saw how awful humans were to the sea so he changed into still a human but like a water human magic um anyway so there's this ponyo this fish called ponyo and ponyo's like fuck this i'm going to land i won't be where the people are yeah and ponyo does go where the people are grows a bunch of limbs uh and then there's a crazy storm and lisa uh uh who's sosuke's mom uh goes to the old folks home to like help them out and then there's like a giant flood yeah i'm really going over on this you one. are continue uh so ponyo helps uh sosuke uh navigate a boat okay cookies are done but i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going understood <sighs> um anyway uh they're in love now <laughs> so sosuke and ponyo um Go to find Lisa, who is Sosuke's mom, uh, and David Bowie guy and Ponyo's mom, who's like a sea goddess, yep. are waiting there. And they're like, okay, well, Ponyo, you can like kind of make a decision about whether you want to be human or not human. Um, and it comes down to whether uh, Sosuke... Would still love Ponyo if she stayed a fish. The, uh, yeah, this is like the Little Mermaid part. Yeah. Like, if you choose to be human, you got to have the human, like, love you unconditionally. Otherwise, you turn into sea foam. Yeah. It's not just you turn back into a fish. Like you're Jasmine's dead. Dress. Sea foam green. That's correct. Thank you. And uh, so, what happens? Oh, Does she doesn't... turn into sea foam? Yeah. No. Oh, I mean, no. No. Uh, it works out. So Sosuke's like, no, I love you even if you're a fish. And then Ponyo becomes a real human. Yeah. It's nice. It, there's like, there's a little bit of weirdness uh, where I'm like, is this supposed to be a romantic love between five-year-olds? Because that's... Yeah, are they like betrothed now? That's yeah. asking for a lot of commitment. But it doesn't like... It doesn't seem to be the case. It just no. seems to be like love. Yeah. Just gen- general love. They're in love now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's Ponyo on the cliff by the sea. Good summary. Yeah. <laughs> not really. Thanks. <laughs> spent a lot of time talking about the dad who's really not yeah. important. <laughs> I spent like a quarter of that summary talking about. That's okay. Yeah. They got some nice moments, uh, boy and dad. But yeah, the dad is not important at all and this is another Miyazaki movie where the parents make questionable choices regarding the safety of their offspring and uh, we don't really speak of it I know uh, look so here's here's Lisa is driving through a like Noah's Ark flood and she's like oh this is fine the car can handle it like here's some comments I have to make on that 
One, our narrator in all of these movies is a child. Sure. So sure. the danger may be over-exaggerated. Sure. It also may not be. Um, two, my parents absolutely did some dangerous stuff with me when I was a kid. Like, yeah, the parents do the best they can. And three, look, uh, Disney movies don't have parents. So fair. They aren't so around to make give, just <laughs> choices, smart or stupid. Yeah. yeah. Give Miyazaki some credit. At least there are parents <laughs> in the movie. There is a relationship between parent and child. And it's uh, endangerment. <laughs> uh, sometimes. <laughs> no. Not, not in Totoro. L- Lisa seems nice, but she drives Lisa through floods and then leaves her child and this like strange girl yeah. who's like her child has told her like oh yeah she was a fish now she's a girl and mom's like okay uh fine she really likes ham at no point in this movie does it say lisa makes good decisions no but she does like leave these two like four-year-old children one of them is a stranger alone in a lighthouse where the late the waves are lapping as high as the white house Uh to like check in on the old people by driving through those flooded roads again Uh uh-huh like, there's a good chance that Lisa doesn't make it back. She yeah. is orphaning her child right now, you, potentially. You know what I think would be a really good pairing in the future is the uh, is uh, Ponyo and Lilo and Stitch. Ooh. Because there's there's some really... Lisa has really similar energy to yeah. uh, Lilo's older sister. I can't well, remember d- we, were, we were mentioning that, like, they don't mention the word, like, mother or son for a yeah. good, like, half hour in the movie. And when they did, we're like, oh... That's not like his because he calls her Lisa. He calls her Lisa the we, whole time. We just assumed it was like an older sister. Yeah. Um, but apparently that's his mother. So they do have the relationship like that. Yeah. Both of these movies, like, I, I think, spoiler alert, we very much enjoyed both of these movies. Uh-huh. So they sprung to mind a lot of other, like, obviously I would love to do Ponyo and The Little Mermaid at some point, just as adaptations. Um, but Song of the Sea also had a lot of like, oh, this reminds me of this. Oh, this really reminds me of this. Um, all, all over that movie. In good way, in great ways. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Positive associations. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Wh- did you know? Wh- well, nope. What's your history about Song of the Sea? There you no, go. I knew nothing. Yeah. I haven't seen anything by was it Cartoon Saloon. I've heard of Cartoon Saloon a co- a because. A company with. Such a terrible name. Yeah. It's an Irish company, which makes it a little bit like, oh, okay, saloon. Yeah. But it just it just feels like it feels like I'm watching Cartoon Network at like yeah. four PM on a was Saturday. It, was it like Cartoon Typhoon the, or like they're gonna do like the quick drama gras hour and yeah. they call it Cartoon Saloon or something? Well they did have something like that. Yeah. Cartoon well, cartoon cartoon. It was I cartoon guess, cartoon. But, um We've looked at The Breadwinner a couple times as a potential podcast movie, and that is Cartoon Saloon. Yep. Um, the movie Wolfwalkers just came out, mm-hmm. I think, on Netflix, and it's been getting very good. I think it's nominated for an Oscar. And... The, one, the one I knew about was uh, Secret of Kellis or Secret of Kellis. Yeah, so Secret of Kellis and Song of the Sea and Wolfwalkers are part of their like Irish folklore trilogy. Cool. Um, and that has been like stated, yeah, I, yeah, it literally Irish folklore trilogy. Nice. Um, and uh, they're a relatively newer company. This is Song of the Sea is 2014, so it's the middle movie in this trilogy. But from what I understand, they're not necessarily related. They're not like sequels or part of a right. universe. It's just based on folklore. So 
that is all I knew. And I think we like each watched the trailer. We're like, this looks adorable, like Ponyo. So well, I don't think let's we saw go. the trailer. I think we just saw the or art. We yeah, saw the cover, and we were like, oh, that dog looks cute. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but otherwise, uh, otherwise, I didn't know anything. Cute, cute dog. Let's watch it. Boom. You know what? It hasn't really steered us wrong. Kate, you know what though? I am Except having for... a hard time remembering the plot oh. of that movie. Is there any well, way like just like you could take like two minutes? Sure. And just summarize it for me. Sure. Uh, but also set a timer because I'm going to stop paying attention after two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So say we all. Okay. And here we go. Ben is a kid in Ireland, and he loves his mom, and his mom. Um, dies shortly after childbirth, but it's like a weird flashback, and you're not exactly sure what happens. Anyway, flash forward. Mom is out of the out of the picture, and Ben lives with his dad, uh, the lighthouse operator, and his younger sister, Sersha, who doesn't speak, and it's kind of weird. And um, Sersha finds this. Uh, she wants to go out to the sea, but that's dangerous. Uh, she finds this like shiny white coat, and then like talks to some seals and is underwater for a while and then when she comes back up she's like really wet and worn out and the grandma who's visiting is like this is bad like she's gonna die and so grandma takes the two kids away to live on land she is a seal when she does that yeah yeah Yeah. she turns into a seal too anyway uh grandma takes them onto land but they don't like that because they're away from their dad and they're away from their dog and so they try to get back and uh, the dog comes to join them. But then they go on these like series of episodic uh, over-the-garden-wall type adventures. And they're trying to get um, Sersha back. They keep getting told that Sersha needs to get her coat and sing to the seals because she is a selkie, a half-human, half-seal uh, that talks to fairies, and she's got to release the fairies. Anyway, there's this owl witch, Matcha, who controls owls, and she doesn't want that to happen. She wants to suck the souls out of fairies and turn them into stone. But it turns out it's because, like, her son was really sad about losing his sea goddess wife. And so she couldn't bear to see him sad. And so she turned him into stone. And that's what she does with everyone. But no, no good. And then they have to play the song of the sea, which their mom taught them. And Sersha's, like, getting, like, older and, like, uh, colder and more closer to death. But they play the song of the sea. And Matcha breaks the spell of herself and all the others. And Sersha gets back and gets the coat and gets to be a seal again. And, oh, mom's there, too. And then Sersha chooses, though, to be a human with her family instead of a seal. And so they say goodbye to mom and live happily ever after as a family. Except... Without mom. Mom's mom's still a seal. She's still a seal. A selkie. Because, like, it seems like at the end all the fairy folk have to, like, cross over to a new... Yeah. They have to choose. Yeah. To be in the world of the reality or the magical realm. Yeah. That was a good summary thanks i think i I think it was like this movie is dreamy like over the garden wall was the first thing that i think each of us had to look up when we were watching this like there's got to be some crossover and creative people but there isn't the owl witch yeah had like some character design similarities had well to both over the garden wall and uh other critics have we're not that we're critics but Real critics have mentioned the similarities oh. to Yubaba in yeah. Spirited Away. Um, and yeah, just this idea of like these two siblings. One is like older and a little bit more cynical. And then the other one is just like 
wide-eyed and excited yeah. for the world of going on these adventures where they don't really understand what's happening. Um, there's, yeah, there's more of a, it's, you know, it's tighter than, you know, a 10-episode TV series like Over the Garden Wall. But, yeah, it's got this very dreamlike quality to it. And mm-hmm. the animation supports that. Like, oh, the animation is so pretty. Yeah. Like, it's it's 2D animation. But it's got, like, this mixed media effect in most scenes. And I think you mentioned, like, some sometimes there's defined lines, like, outlines. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's, like, soft outlines. So mm-hmm. the characters blend into the backgrounds. And there's, like, kind of, like, the cut paper effect sometimes. And, and there's my, watercolor. And, the, oh, it's so pretty. F- my favorite thing that it does is um, sometimes when it, or maybe every time it cuts to an overhead shot, mm. it f- flattens everything. Yeah. So, like, you're seeing the walls and the door and the windows and everything, mm-hmm. but they're, like, kind of on the same plane as the floor. Mm. It, like, it doesn't, like, 3D them. It just flattens it. And that's yeah. just, it's really, like, every time I see it, I'm like, it takes me, like, a split second to adjust and realize what's going on. And I'm like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. It's just such a cool choice. Why that choice? I don't know. But I like it. And it's interesting because I didn't think, when it started, it looks, so um, Cartoon Saloon also does some stuff for Cartoon Network now. Mm. And to me, it read very tv like short, okay. it read very short form yeah. in its visual style. And so I'm like, I don't know how this is going to translate to like a full length movie. But very quickly, I was just immersed and like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is these are the characters and this is what this looks like. Um, and, and I they, think that was remarkable how yeah. quickly that just became. And I feel like a normal style. I feel like part of it is that they keep the characters pretty simple and mm-hmm. they keep the style pretty simple so yeah. that when they whip out the special effects yeah. they really stand out yeah like the floating whatevers right like you can't miss those mm-hmm. they completely stand out from everything else in the frame yeah you know um and i think that's neat it makes the magical creatures feel a little more magical mm-hmm. you know? yeah all right so i <sighs> I really like both these movies. Yeah. Oh my god. They were what just a nice, so what a delightful. Nice change. Just like, hey, let's watch two movies that are like really like, quite really, excellent like, and quite cozy. Excellent. Like, yes, cozy, cozy is, is a great word. Like this, like there's stakes. It's not that there's not stakes, yeah. but it's just like you kind of go into it knowing it's going to be okay. The movie kind of like. Kind of like hugs you as yeah. you go along. It's like the oh my god, the music in um, Song of the Sea oh. throughout. Do, 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 do. It reminded me a lot Beautiful. of um, uh, this um, video game uh, I play. Okay, a lot called um, oh my god, what's it called? Kate, what a great name for a video game. What's that video I- game with the bugs? Come back bugs. to me. Come back to me. Okay with the bugs. Anyway, upsetting. I mean, it's it's Celtic music. It's Irish yeah. folk song. And there's this motif that returns throughout the movie. And it's, you know, the song of the sea that mom teaches Ben before she dies. And Sersha mm-hmm. has to sing to the seals. And 
it's this beautiful melody and they do the you know what I think the last time we talked about it was in Brave where like they make sure that you know this very important detail by repeating it five times in one scene and you're like all right this is a little much but it pays off anytime you hear it later Mm -hmm. (coughs) and they do a uh, you know a full version of it in in the credits at the end and yeah I loved the music in this it was all and then when you add the percussion the the fairies have a little musical number that's really yeah. cool too. And um, Ponyo, so, Ponyo's got um, d- the regular, Joe, the Joe, Joe Visage, he, yeah, he's, he's score. Great. Also he's great. great. Um, so the the game, I remember it, is uh, called Hollow Knight. Ah. Um, and the, the thing that is reminiscent uh, to me is that there are like, some action heavy scenes mm. where there's like a lot of adventure going yeah. on there's a lot of excitement and the score is still keeping you grounded mm. it's not necessarily jumping to like down yeah it's that's still, interesting it's still very um almost ethereal i mean uh, which right is, which is a really cool vibe yeah you feel like you're in a dream yeah. in like a dreamscape um in this movie, another thing that you pointed out was there's not actually a lot of dialogue. Like you feel like you really know the characters, and they have strong relationships. It but helps that one of them, one of the characters, doesn't speak. Is mute. Yeah. yeah. Is um, but I I mean that that is the same of any Miyazaki movie. But I think Ponyo as well. Not mm. a ton of dialogue, and so that it's you know it's mood. It's but there's a lot of, but I think there's, even in Ponyo, there's more action. Mm-hmm. Um, in both these movies, very narrative focused, but it lets you kind of experience, I think it's all related to what you were saying. It's like from a child's perspective, yeah. both of these movies are. And so there's just a lot of sensory input that you're getting yeah. and it's not talk heavy and just real. There's a lot of like experiencing mm. a moment mm-hmm. over driving story yeah it's like cool we're gonna experience we're gonna set you here yeah and let you know where this is and what this is yes for for Miyazaki it's those moments like um Sosuke climbing down the stairs which like it's a a minute (laughs) of the movie like yeah you know if you're in an editing room for like an Avengers movie or something you know you're like do we need do we need this 20 seconds of dialogue? Can we cut this? Yeah. <laughs> but for this, Miyazaki's like, I'm going to spend a minute watching a toddler climb down the stairs. And it's a... You did say there, you're like, I could watch Miyazaki toddlers climb down stairs oh, for all my life. It's like, amazing. Because so uh, Sosuke and Ponyo both have uh, some May energy from mm-hmm. Totoro mm-hmm. that's really delightful. Yeah. Um, and then in... in um, song of the sea there are moments like that as well where it's just like we're just gonna listen to a song for a little bit Mm -hmm. we're not doing like a big disney dance number there's just yeah a song happening yeah yeah Yeah, both of these i cannot think of a at least a recent like american animated movie that you know kind of feels this like warm and spacious yeah um and you know there have been plenty of folklore and fairy tale adaptations that's all disney did in the 90s but like you said oh, like, disney did 
most of Disney. Disney, what? That's all we, Disney yeah, has done. Yes, most of the time sure, that Disney has existed. Sure, that's fair. I mean, the princess movies, yes, but like Aristocats and D- Dalmatia. I don't know. Yes, sure. But I, I guess I've got Little Mermaid on the on the brain, yeah, right? For a reason. So these are both folklore fairy tale adaptations, and as you've just mentioned, we have eighty years of Disney fairy tale and folklore adaptations to go off of as basis of comparison um which we don't necessarily have to bring into this because these movies stand alone but what what did you think of these adaptations not knowing i mean the little mermaid i think probably both of us are more familiar with than irish mythology yeah but uh you know what is what does that choice do to both of these movies what you know what is a cutesy beautiful cozy movie have to do with gods and goddesses and mermaids that turn to sea foam like oh boy that's a very confusing question you've asked um but here's what maybe I w- it's a bad question here's what i will <laughs> say um i think you know um both of these movies uh chose to not go a disney route mm-hmm. um you know Pon- ponyo is uh i feel for miyazaki one of his more straightforward movies yes like the narr- like the narrative goes from A to B to C to D. Yep. Um, it's pretty clear what's going on, and um, it doesn't feel like like I feel like um, you know Spirited Away. I watch that and I'm like, okay, I'm seeing the movie I'm seeing, and also I'm being told something else that's not just the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, what else am I mm-hmm. getting from this? And Ponyo, I don't feel like it's like it's not it's not that deep. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think that's interesting. Um, but it, it, you know, it's it's more kid oriented, and I think that's that's probably why. Mm-hmm. But um, the really interesting thing to me about Song of the Sea is that I'm not sh- like a lot of times we'll say like. Who, who who is this made for? Who's mm. the audience, right? Mm-hmm. In like a derogatory way. Yeah. I'm not totally sure who the audience was for Song of the Sea. Yeah. I I am not uh you know, I'm not I'm not Irish. I, I don't know Irish traditions. Um but I like I wonder how much like how like true this is to like to to that like tradition of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there's a conscious choice to like hey we're going to tell this story we're going to we're going to take it seriously um this is going to be a a real story we're going to do it and we're not going to like make it a movie full of references for kids or like make it a a movie like aimed at a particular demographic it just seems kind of like uh excuse me just seems kind of like, hey, we're telling this story. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I made sense, but I think my rambling answer worked as a response to your rambling question. Yeah, it it seems like so. I'm looking. I'm also looking up Irish mythology right now. Like I'm going to learn yeah. anything no, right now as I'm listening to this you. Is the, this is the time <laughs> to uh, uh, ignore your podcast host and not before rambling. not before this. Yeah, uh, ignore your co-host rambling uh-huh. and learn all of Irish mythology. All of it. Good timing. So I think in the case of Song of the Sea, 
it is, um, right, like the folklore is a jumping off point Mm -hmm. to discuss grief and to discuss like another movie that came to my mind when I was watching this is Over the Moon, which is a movie we recently watched about, you know, and that one is using, you know, figures from Chinese folklore Mm -hmm. to, you know, show a story of a girl processing her mother's death. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think there's a lot of crossover with that one here about like Ben not having closure of his mother's death and blaming his sister or like not feeling like it's fair that his sister is getting this attention or gets to do things when like she's not like she doesn't remember her and she's not a helpful member of the family and she's making all these changes. Um, And, you know, it's loosely tied to this myth of the matcha turning her son into stone. Um, There's some Wizard of Ozzy things here that happen where the the dad's character design is Mm -hmm. almost identical to the to the sun god who turns to stone it's and the same actor and it's the same voice actor mm-hmm. same with the grandmother and the and matcha who's like an old woman goddess um right so it's using these archetypes to tell a more grounded story and to relate it to like something that's very like yeah, probably not a lot of people have a sister who can turn into a seal mm-hmm. but uh you know children and adults deal with death of parents and that is a difficult thing yeah um and i'm thinking of ponyo as well right like even though there are some details from the little mermaid in ponyo the hans christian anderson story that are actually more true to the story Mm. like the seafoam thing is like completely cut out of the disney movie like there's (laughs) um but that's more part, like, there are some bigger stakes for Ponyo either making it in the, in the human world or not. But in other ways, Disney's Little Mermaid is a more literal retelling of it, right? Like, there is a mermaid who I mean, wants to be... called the Little Mermaid. Yeah, they're, yes. They're not messing right? around. Like, Ponyo is not a mermaid. Ponyo right. is a goldfish who wants to be a human. Yeah. And there's some, like, crossover. Like, she's got a few, like... Uh, you know, like monkey to human evolution kind of anamorph stages like of stick chicken. To <laughs> yeah, <human>. stick chicken. <laughs> She's got a couple forms, um, and yeah, as you said, it's not that deep, um, but I do think there's a little bit of like you know innocence of childhood, maybe, mm-hmm. and like how children can exhibit this unconditional love in ways that like, oh yeah, this is easy. We're like grown ups overthink it and like. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll choose, and maybe, but like, yeah. There's not really stakes for you as the audience because you're like, no, Sasuke is gonna be like, Sasuke is gonna be fine with this yeah. either way. Let's let's talk about the the transformations, mm. right? Because the 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 thing that these movies very much have in common is that uh, one of the characters, a female character specifically, uh, changes form, right? For reasons mm-hmm. in ponyo it is because this half fish half human goldfish with a face yeah thing um because her mom is a sea goddess her, her mom, mom is, is like a mermaid her mom is the sea yeah basically it's like this dude mated with the sea yeah that's confusing it's like 
that's why I said it's like it's not too deep, and also don't think don't about think it about too it too much. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a goldfish that is like oh, this human is my favorite person in the world. Yeah, I need to I need to be with him. Yeah, um, which like differently from the Little Mermaid, where mm-hmm. like at least the uh, I I have no familiarity with the Hans Christian Andersen version. Um, so when I say The Little Mermaid, I'll be referring to the Disney version. Ariel. Um, but yeah, in The Little Mermaid, uh, it's like, oh, that dude looks like John Stamos. I got to get on land. Well, so I'm going to argue mm. that Ariel has, I mean, this is in the text. Ariel has dreams of going on land before she ever encounters Eric. That's true. Yeah. So. I just, sorry. Yeah. I, I just mean that her love of Eric is very much. Is romantic. It's, this, du- this dude's yeah. pretty. And, yeah, and also, like, she doesn't know him. She, like, sees him on a boat once. Yeah. She saves his life, but he's not awake for that. So, like, he could be a turd, and yeah. she just doesn't, she doesn't know. But, like, Ponyo uh, knows Sosuke a little right. bit. Uh, Sosuke has protected Ponyo, and, like, you know, there's, there's like, some interaction before the decision is made that, oh, I love this guy, I need to be on land. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give that movie a little bit of that credit. Um, yeah, the transformation in Song of the Sea, yeah, is like a reverse. It's yeah, right. Like it's a, ah. it's a human that not only does transform into a seal mm-hmm. well i guess it's not a human it's a selkie but She's we don't selkie, we yeah. don't know that and she doesn't know that. but it's a human who not only does change into a seal but has to change into a seal uh-huh like she will die if she doesn't the yeah. world will like die if she doesn't yeah. basically that's that part is remains confusing to me okay of say like more. why what why why be born a selkie then what like what's the point of being half human half seal if you got to become a seal later like why why would that exist is that a i don't know they can't stay human right like mom couldn't stay human Mom mom could stay human she just couldn't stay on earth okay okay um hercules okay but Hercules could stay. He, he wasn't actively dying if he stayed on Earth. No, but he couldn't stay on Earth as a god. Well, only because he drank the... I, I'm also only familiar with the Disney version. So, I'm giving you the Disney version. But they gave him a potion. He could have probably hung out. He could have he gone to Mount Olympus and be a god, but instead he stayed on Earth to be a human. Okay. It's similar to that. He, yeah, he gave up he his is, god. Because he's half god. Yeah. The gods have to stay on Mount Olympus. Right. Right? They're right. not coming down to Earth to live with yeah. Hercules. And it's similar here, right? Mom is a full-blown fairy folk, right? Yeah. But uh, our, our, like, um, I've lost her name. Sersha. Sersha, yeah. She is half, she's part human. And so she has to make that choice whether she stays with the humans or stays with the fairy folk. And mm-hmm. 
she can go one way or the other, but she can't go both ways. Okay. That that makes more sense. No. But it, yeah, it seems like a tough life. Yeah, I don't right? think Right, like it's cool that you have superpowers, but not if it kills it. you. No, I it, think it was, fair. Uh, fair. I think she was probably just born. Yeah. Yeah, since she is half human, the choice rests with Sersha. Okay. Yeah. I guess I guess I thought her and mom were the same kind of like hybrid. No. But that's not true. No. Um yeah. So sorry, you had a point that was related I did. with that. It wasn't on Wikipedia. Though. It wasn't on Wikipedia. Okay. So my my point was that the transformation is different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a there's a calling, right? In in Sersha's case, um and yeah, and a life or death stakes. Yeah. Um whereas Ponyo She's like, oh, this is way more fun, and I really like this guy. And there's an element of rebellion against her father who keeps all of these hybrid fish offspring, like, in this bubble and yeah. won't let them leave. In in order to, like, keep them safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Um, yeah. And so what, so why, what, right, if, if. Even if they're not that deep, or even if Pony's not that deep, like, why transformation? Why not mm-hmm. just a typical Romeo and Juliet kind of, like, crossing boundaries as a human form? Like, what does it add? Like, I mean, it adds stakes, mm-hmm. right? Like, and it adds, I mean, it's a fish out of water movie. Oh, or I see a lot of water. Not happy. Not happy about that. But it, I mean, it is. It's uh-huh. a fish out of water. It's like Ponyo, like even more than like if it was like, oh, I'm from England and you're from Japan and I'm learning your customs. It's like, oh, I'm learning about being human. And mm-hmm. there's a lot about being human that's great. And mm-hmm. there's stuff about being human that's not so great. And like, it's an interesting like it 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 shows how far apart these characters are in the worlds that they come from mm-hmm. and at the end it shows that no matter how far apart you come from at the beginning you can come together at the end mm-hmm. and i think i think it really i think that's really the the purpose is like look we come from two totally different worlds but mm-hmm. we can land like my world has not 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 been really good to your world, but yeah, uh, we could still find some common ground mm-hmm. and and be better. Mm-hmm. It gives you a lot of um, insight into like Sosuke's like magnanimity, I guess, too, for like all these wild things to be happening. And he's like, "Okay, cool. I'm taking care of a fish now. Yeah. She's my best friend. Oh, this fish is human now." Okay, still my best friend. She really likes ham. That's cool. I gotta give her lots of ham. Like this, just like rolling with the punches, in spite of all these really magical, whimsical, otherworldly things happening, is fun to watch as a viewer. Yeah, because then it makes you root for him even more. You're like, this is so cool. This is so weird. But you're just also you on board. You can see where he gets a lot of that from Lisa. Yeah, who's like. Like, hey, uh, this is my friend. She was a fish. 
Okay, cool. Do Does you your fish friend want some ham? Yeah. <laughs> Mom, she loves ham. I have some ham. Right, and I think in the case of Song of the Sea, it's more of an adjustment for Ben, right? He's not like, cool, my sister's a seal. Like, he is actually, like, he's he's a little bit resistant to this, like, idea of having to do so much stuff <laughs> to, like, get her. But he, she, he keeps being told, like, you got to get that coat on her so she can sing the song to the yeah. seals. And after the first time, he's like, yeah, 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 I know, I know. Um but yeah, the same thing. Like he's the, very resistant to the adventure. Right. Yeah. But the fact that, like, Sersha all of a sudden, like, puts on this coat, and then she turns into a seal, and she's swimming with seals, and she's like, oh, this is cool. Also, right? The same kind of thing of just like, yes, I'm rooting for her, because this is so weird. But she yeah. just feels at home. So, great. This is her dream. Let her have it. Also, uh, an interesting thing about Song of the Sea is the seal's always have smiles <laughs> they always They're have so like, happy. kind of dopey smiles on their faces and it's it's really cute but it's also like it's interesting that the seals are the happiest things on earth and like uh Cersei's home life is not great Mm-mm. like her brother is a dick and her dad is horribly depressed <laughs> like and so like uh, just seeing these happy seals and be like, you know, you want to go, you want to go swim around. That's that's what we do. We don't yeah. have any other plans. That is like <laughs> we're swimming around. I guess right. Sersha like unlocks the fairies. Like Sersha and Ben together like de stones the all the fairies. Yeah, because of the world. So to to be clear, the owl witch is stealing the emotions right. from all of the fairies in the world. And turning them into stone. Right. She is doing that to protect them. Right. From having to feel those bad feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Sersha's song uh, is able to de-stonify them. Right. Yeah. But other than that, she gets to swim with happy seals. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Not anymore, though. She no. chose human life she could probably still swim with she, yeah I mean, she'd probably like give him a high five do swim with him yeah. yeah 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 but just not in seal form fair fair no. um i just i want to like snuggle in these worlds yeah both these worlds like these are comfy movies you you hit the nail on the head with that phrase just yeah yeah and they're just they're I don't know, Dick. I don't know. I've, I might have run out of things to talk about. Do you have other? Um, uh, I'm just gonna say the word cozy and oh boy, oh man. No, there was one for a while thing I wanted to say, but I know there's. I've kind of lost it. So, do you want to just go into the final cut? Yeah, because I think I do have some more things I want to toss in, but they're related to final cut items. So, Kate, yeah, it's final cut. Sure is. Let's do a scene shout out. I'm going to start you off with a scene shout out from Song of the Sea. All right. Song of the Sea. Um, my scene shout out. There are a lot of great scenes in this. Your scene shout out um, is the opening sequence, which comes back later in the film. Um, and mm-hmm. it's very impressionistic, um, like after Ben learns, so he's like 
doing a nighttime routine with his mom and singing the song together. And then there's this like quick cut montage of like mom is getting more pregnant with this baby and like experience some, some mm. pain. But like, no, I'm okay. Ben can't like, are, you're going to be the best big brother. And then it's like more pain. And then she goes into labor and it's clearly like in medical distress. And then she goes out into the sea and says, I'm sorry. And then dad comes back with a baby and mom's gone. She just leaves and says, I'm sorry. She leaves and says, I'm sorry. We there. don't know she's gone to the sea. Later. Yeah. So this comes back later when Ben is having a flashback. Is it triggered by matcha maybe? I think it's triggered by the dude with the hair. Mm, yeah, yeah. There's a dude with magical hair of memory. Right. Yes. Hair of memory. Yes. There's a hair full of memory. So, and it comes back and you see these scenes again, but you have more context for them, not only from, you know, the last mm-hmm. hour of narrative, but some of the scenes get extended and you see not only does she leave and say, I'm details. sorry, but you see her walk out to the sea. And, and you um, see her hair turn, turn color, start. which I don't think happened in the first time. But yes. Yeah. Her hair is like strands of it are turning white, just like Sir Sh- Shows is doing. Mm-hmm. And I t- like one, this just really good animation, really good like editing and clipping and really strong emotional moments. But I turn to you, I'm like, this is so much more clear than show yourself which is a sequence that is trying to do the same thing in Frozen 2 of like, hey, mom was this magical being all along and you're finding yourself by discovering her story. It's so like, okay. One time I saw a a movie, Big Bird Goes to Japan. Uh I promise it's going somewhere. And there's this story about like, a princess who gets reincarnated. The bamboo princess. The bamboo princess. Yeah. And based on just some like vague, like sense memories of it, I wrote this bamboo princess musical when I was 10. We've talked about it before on the show. It's infamous in my family. And it's like, it's, it's a hokey and weird, but it's basically it's like brilliant. there are some flashes of Big Bird Goes to Japan, and then I, like, spun off into this other thing that doesn't really make a lot of narrative sense. And I feel like the the creators of Frozen 2 saw Song of the Sea and took, like, some sense memories from it, and they're like, I think we can do this with Elsa and Anna. And they just, they just whiffed it. Because there's so much of it, like, like, that, that... Tiny motif of music is very similar to the, ah, right? It's like a call to your true self. And so it, they just nail it in this movie. And it just, just about any movie I see makes Frozen yeah. 2 a worse movie it's like, by comparison. I, 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 I like can never quite hit the nail on the head with what I'm trying to say. But I feel like I, this is where I'm like, Okay, Frozen 2 tried to, like, tell the stories of Anna and Elsa and also, like, indigenous peoples Uh and also bring in tradition and also... And also break down toxic masculinity. And it's like, like, okay, 
just do one thing. All of these things are noble goals. But also, like, you are an American company run by mm. American, like, um, American white people. Mm-hmm. The, uh, like, people in charge of Frozen 2 are American white people. That is correct. I think diversity is great. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to tell different stories. Yeah. I think it's really important to have those stories be told by people who know them and care about them people rather than just stories they are. having them crammed into, mm. right? Like yeah. people whose stories there are, but also like they shouldn't just be crammed into a commercial property for no right. reason. Right. And Song of the Sea is like, hey, we are telling this story. And it's not like, hey, we are telling this story and selling toys. Right. And we have these two different concerns to worry about. It's just, we're telling yeah. this story. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And they knew the story. They, yeah. They, they knew that the mom was a selkie from the beginning. And like, this is an Irish. <laughs> the voice is coming from the mom. This is an Irish tale, but it's like at the beginning of the movie, you see that it's produced by like. 20 different European it's, countries Yeah, it's a something. co-production between, like, Ireland and Belgium and France and Denmark. Yeah. yeah Germany. It's huge. Mm-hmm. So. Um, uh, sorry, Dick. Scene shout-out from Song yeah, of the Sea. I went. I, rant, we, I we just, both went on, yeah. Um, I, I, I wanted specifically to mention Frozen yeah. 2 because that was another... Um, yeah, shout-out from Song of the Sea. Um, I'm going to give it to the uh, scene where there's the... the they first meet uh like fairies and it's these three old guys <laughs> each with instruments and they're like oh the selkie's here and she's gonna sing us her song uh but we should sing her our songs first because it's weird to ask someone to sing for you if you don't sing for them first and also we gotta like set the mood and stuff <laughs> and like um Cersei is just adorable throughout this entire scene she's like so interested and uh-huh. polite but she never tells them she's going to sing because she's not going to sing. She doesn't say a word. Um, but these guys are just like, oh, okay, that was your song. Here we go. Here's my song. And like, it's just really fun and cute. And this movie was at points in danger of being like over serious. Mm-hmm. And these guys just like, brought the mood. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Good. This is going to be a fun ride. There was, like, we just experienced a lot of, like, grandma taking kids away from their dad and their dog and their home, like, yeah. for the good of the kids. But, like, it's just, like, Real bummers. a lot of trauma <laughs> at the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. And then, like, okay, there's going to be some fun here, There's too. some whimsy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, extra scene shout out that when she does finally speak, one, mm-hmm. it's the song that she sings with her brother, but her first spoken word is... Ben. Yeah. It's her brother and like oof. Uh extra oof. scene shout out to when the dog gets like spirit wolf powers. He cool. And he's just really happy to be running really fast and jumping really high. The dog's name is Koo. Yeah. Uh, it's a big old sheep dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's great. He he's shouldn't a, be running fast and he does. It's great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Pwn y'all. Yeah, scene shout out, Co. Um so, even though mom was putting her child in immense danger, I did enjoy the scene. Rolling my eyes every where time you say it. Lisa's driving through the flood, and 
um, Ponyo has, uh, I guess, like, er, like squeezed herself, like muscled herself human. She just like, yeah, kind of just- like clenches all of her muscles and goes er and like pops out pop limbs out. Yeah. yeah um and she's going back to like see her friend sosuke but it's in the middle of this like tsunami right um that is caused by her making her dad angry um and but she's riding on these waves and fish maybe mm-hmm. and it's just like the waves are rolling and the fish are rolling and she is sprinting on top of the water following um Sosuke and Lisa's car and like Sosuke is seeing it like seeing it out the window like yeah. what there's a girl on the water <laughs> like just this wild and like these waves are so just just you know just nightmare huge, dream yeah. level high that like it is not physically possible yeah. for those to be that high and them not to be just completely flooded but it's just and it, and it goes yeah, as a Miyazaki scene does. It goes on for a minute or two of just the same, and she just never stops running. And her feet are so sure on top of these waves and, and fish. She's also smiling like the yeah, whole time. Yeah, she's just like, grinning from ear to a, ear. There is a life threatening storm yeah. that may kill our main characters. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And like maybe other people too. It is a scary storm. Yeah. And in the middle of it, our other main character. Is just running and smiling. Just. And it's, it's such a neat. And so endearing to like that new version of her, right? Yeah. Like I think any kind of transformation tale, uh, you know, one of the challenges is making like the new version just as mm. endearing as the version that you already came to be familiar with. Yeah. And I think this scene does a great job of like, oh yeah, you thought this like fish with a face was cute. Look at this girl with like pigtails. Uh, who's running on water barefoot and smiling. You like her too. Look. Yeah. <laughs> um, really delightful. I've got like two mini scene shout outs. Go for it. Because I, I really I really enjoy this movie. There's a lot of really wonderful parts to it. But there's two like little things that really stick out to me. The first is, I don't know why, it's like my favorite piece of animation. When um, uh, Ponyo's dad, who we call Aqua Bowie, um, he comes on land and he's got this like device to spread salt water. So he's like doing this weird walk and he's spreading salt water so that he can stand on yeah, salt he's water. He's got to be like touching salt water he needs to, to be survive. Touching salt water. Um, and like he's trying to talk to Lisa about getting the fish and like, yeah. and she's just like, you're not allowed to use. You're not allowed to spray weed killer here. He's like, oh, it's it's not weed killer. She's like, fine, as long as it's not weed killer. And she just drives Slams up. Slams the door. And it's just like this very strong-headed woman who is just like, are you doing the thing I don't want you to do? No, I wanted to talk it. Bye. Like, very fun. Uh, and then the other the other is um, Ponyo's, like, kind of first experience as a human um, when she's, like, in the... Um, She's in like the the kind of lighthouse house. She's I can't remember what she's holding with her hands, but like she's told that she needs to put it down so she can eat. Uh huh. She's like, I've got feet, and she holds up her feet and she wiggles her toes. But they like work like but fingers. They, they work like fingers, uh. but also it's just like I just love like I I love it's kind of like yeah. child logic. It's like yeah. Okay, well, you need to put that down so you, you can use your hands. 
Well, I'll use my feet yeah, then. Not a problem. I'm going to keep holding this. I don't understand. Great. <laughs> there, uh, Yeah, there are so many yeah. little great moments like that. Kate, mm-hmm. do you have a MVP? So many. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, gosh. My uh-huh. MV- MVP is... Uh huh. Um, Which character was that? Mm, Sosuke. Okay. Why um, Sosuke? I yeah. That's interesting. He, uh, okay, right? Like one, climbs stairs like a champ. Climbs yeah. downstairs like a champ. Yes. I just was really delighted by all of his like taking care. Uh, I just, it's. So sweet that this, like, five-year-old just commits his life to taking care of this fish and then later this This human girl. Yeah. And he's just committed every step of the way and he's never, um, he's never set back by any obstacle in his way. Like, he takes this fish in a bucket to school and then he gets there. He's like, oh, this is not going to be allowed. I have to put her in a bush. But uh, then he gets, like... Into the school building, he's like, well, I have to check on my fish in a bush. Uh, okay, now I have to bring her over here. She needs more water. Like, like, oh, she needs to be camouflaged. I will put a stick on Just it. literally putting his life on hold. Like, I don't go to school anymore. I take care of this fish. I take care of this fish. Um, and same when she's a human, like, on that boat with her. Like, well, mm-hmm. we got to get our sandwiches, and we got to gotta have, have this, you know, tea that you really like. Yeah. And we got to just... Uh, just every, literally every step of the way. And then when she's um, going all like uh, narcolepsy later on, right? She's But that was something both, that... Both characters do that. That yeah. she and Saoirse had in common when they start like kind of like fritzing out because they need to be in one form or another. Yeah, their, their transformation is like wearing off or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, just the, the, the way that I get around 1030 at night, just... <laughs> Whoop. Oh, we're at 1030. By the way, this Uh-oh. is... This is Cellmates Podcast After Dark. Oh, After Hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not, not that anyone can tell. Nope. Because uh, they'll listen to it when they feel like mm. listening to it. But normally we don't record at night and we're doing that today. Um, Tonight. But yeah, she's like falling asleep and he's like, all right, we got to keep going. Like he doesn't, I, I don't feel any time like super freak out that like she looks to be close to death. She's just like, he's just like, oh, got to keep going. Yeah. Um, just a determined little fellow. Uh, and I like him a lot. Yeah. So it's okay. Okay. Well, you ready for this? Yeah. Ben. Ah. Yeah. I, I like Ben in Song of the Sea for very similar reasons. Um, but like, I love that he is just a prick at the beginning of the he movie. He really is. He like, he hates his little sister. Yeah. And like. Man, you think about like I we've watched home movies uh, of you growing <laughs> up, and I can think about experiences of me growing up where I'm like, man, why was I such an ass? And yeah. Like, well, because I was five, right? Or because I was ten, right? Like, because I was still developing into being a human being. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just how you are. Um, but like he has, he's just so mean at the beginning of this movie. He goes through a bunch, and then he like. He turned like, unlike Sosuke, he like makes a he like turns around mm-hmm. and then becomes very protective 
mm-hmm. of his sister. And um, the moment to me that jumps out is very similar to the one in Ponyo where you mentioned, where like uh, Circe is is like falling asleep, and he puts her up on the dog. Uh, so the dog can carry her for a while, and then she falls off the dog, and he's like, "Okay, get on my back," and then he carries her, and it's just, uh, just like this really, I don't know, cute, cute moment. And that kid, like that kid, starts as like, like he's mean, but you're like, like oh, I wish you weren't so mean, but I, I understand, and you well, seem like a really good kid. You just you just have some issues with your sister. And one of the things about the storytelling too is that like there's a they they don't tell you all they don't connect all the dots for you every scene. So yeah. like when you you know the first scene that you see with them together like it's several years after this like initial mom is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um it's Sersha's birthday. But they never explicitly say until I think, like, the end of that sequence, like, oh, yeah, this is also the anniversary of mom's death, right? Mm -hmm. If it's her birthday, like, that's why dad is extra sad. And that's why Ben is so angry that he pushes her face into her birthday cake. But you're just like, well, he's a jerk. And then you're like, oh, this is a hard day for him, too. Like, dad's going to go out to the pub and drink. But Ben isn't articulating it. Like, ugh. And, like, you know, later in the movie, we see that the first time Ben meets his sister, his dad is, like, crying. Yeah, yeah. His dad is devastated. Right. Because he just lost his wife. Uh-huh. Um, who, like, ends up being alive, but she's a seal. Right. Um, but or, like, or seal adjacent, yeah. But, like, yeah, it's like, man, what a way to meet your little sister. Like, what a... yeah. That a, emotion of grief is mm-hmm. automatically associated, yeah, from the beginning. Yeah, go Ben. Yeah, what a what a great turnaround. Yeah, what a great arc. All right, if you were to cross over these movies, ooh, ooh, boy, oh my god, there are so many. Yeah, options. If I was to cross over these movies, do you have one ready? I think I'm. I think I'm prepared. Okay, you go because I. I'm, I'm. I'm. I've got a German of an idea. So I can't remember what happens to all of Ponyo's siblings who are also like face fish, um, but I would like for the seals, and I guess I guess this is like in an alternate world where Sersha becomes a seal, but maybe it's like one of the times where she is a seal and swims uh-huh. with them. Like, I want her to like free those fish face Aww. kids and just so, so they can all be friends with uh, the seals kid face fish kid face fish so that like they can pop up with those smiling goopy faces every time the seals do and they could just be best uh friends yeah with the seals and the goopy the kid face fish that's really nice yeah okay i have a i have like a weirder crossover cool i cross I'm, i want the um owl witch mm-hmm. uh to team up with uh, Aqua Bowie, Fuji, like, Fujimoto, I think is the name of the character, but Aqua Bowie is better. He yeah. looks like, I mean, like a lot of I think Japanese villains. Yeah, he's got like the eighties hair and the makeup face and the scarves and very shit. Very strong style. He's got like kind of a um, we call the thin white Duke era Bowie, like clothing. Yeah, but with like some Ziggy Stardust hair. Yeah, it's, but like pirate shirt and yeah, like uh, yeah, it's great. 
It's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I want to cross those two, like those two villains mm-hmm. over during their villainy. Mm. And I want to see them like team up on something. Sky and sea. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's all. I, I don't totally know where that would go, but yeah, I think it'd be a fun, uh, you know, Avengers style. Mm-hmm. Suddenly Ponyo comes in and Sushi and there's a Totoro and the Iron Giant. Um, that is another thing I like about these movies that the villains are both like not totally villains. Like, yeah, the- they're like villain villainized, radicalized by their grief. Yeah, both of them. Um, and like in fear, yeah. and then they come out on the other side, transformed into like oh. Maybe I shouldn't do these things. Yeah, the villain of Ponyo is a protective dad who doesn't want his fish daughter to turn into a human. And to turn into sea foam, yeah. Like, you know what? That's a that's a very, yeah. pr- that's like, that's not even an overprotective dad. That's yeah. just a reasonable dad. Yeah. I would not let my daughter turn into a fish mm-hmm. if uh, I had any say in it. Yeah. Because that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then the, the villain... The Owl Witch, she's not even, she doesn't have any ill intent either. She is saving people from feeling bad emotions by turning them to stone. Yeah. She thinks she is helping. She thinks she is helping. And yeah. She, she's not. Nope. She's, she's doing bad, but she doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. She is trying to help, and she turns. Her, she's also turning herself into stone. Right, right. By, like, sapping her own emotions when she feels That's them. a cool reveal. Yeah. You think she's an owl, but the owls have to like lift her up and they, they drop her. She's super heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really interesting. And it's like it's it's like a nice um like I could see if this was in a two thousands Disney movie it mm-hmm. being really heavy handed. Yes. But it just kinda leaves it there. It's like there's no like oh, you some you know, sometimes People turn to stone uh, right. emotionally. Like, right. There's none of that. It's just like you can figure it out for yourself. Right. Here's the story. Right. Yeah. Mm. Well. Oh, man. Is it time for the final? Final? Cut. Cut? Where we take each of these movies. <laughs> I think it, I feel like this is one of those. Every once in a while, we have an episode where like the final cut is the same length as the conversation that came before it. <laughs> Because it's just like, right? Like, I, I, I think it's one of the challenges of talking about two good movies. Is I that don't want to stop. Be, like, yeah. it's, not that I, it's not that I don't want to stop talking about these movies. I don't want to stop being in these worlds. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I just want to keep living in these movies. Yeah. And that's, I think, sometimes, you know, as we found before, it's more challenging to talk about really good movies. Because you're just like, I don't know. I just, I loved everything. Yeah. What, what is there not to like? It was good. All the things. Everything. The things were good. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but I'm glad we found some more, um, you know, intersection points. These were, with the, these were two really interesting movies to watch. Because they, they are so layered. Yeah. And there's a lot going on, even if it's not super plot heavy in terms of, like, mechanics. But yeah. because they're just so cozy, like, that's the main thing that you get. You get a mood out of them. Yeah. But there is a lot going on, and there's a lot of care and details put into it. And and I would say, like, most of the time on this show, like, 
I think people kind of get a vibe for what movies we recommend and don't recommend. Mm-hmm. This is a pairing I would recommend specifically. Yes. Like, yeah. And I think in the order we did it, Ponyo yeah. and then Song of the Sea. I agree. Because it's like they go really well together. They both have, like you said, kind of a mood, kind of a vibe. Mm-hmm. And it's just really, really pleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll do a final, final cut, cut, but I think... Like getting into a heated pool. It's just... Ooh. Mm. 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 Oh, I miss hot springs. <laughs> Can we go to a hot spring? Yeah. No. In like four years? Nope. Um, Never again. In this final segment, we Ooh. decide whether, uh, for each movie, whether we would re-release it create some kind of special edition version of it or toss it into the vault along with Song of the South. Oh, not Song of the Sea. Okay. Never to be heard from again. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, look, I'll I'll start. Um, you know, last episode we did Home on the Range uh, and... Uh, did we, did we open, double vault? Open the season. And I think I vaulted both of I those. I think we came up with some kind of weird creative thing for one of them, but... But, um... The re-release. I don't care what movie we're talking about. Re-release. I'm a, I'm a re-release both. for both. Yeah. Do you have any? It just they're great. I I think all ages can enjoy. Yeah. Um. I was talking to um three of my friends on Zoom yesterday. One mm-hmm. of them is my age, and two of them are her children, uh, <laughs> who are eight and five. Yeah. Um, and we're always talking about. The animated movie recommendations. Yeah. Shout out to Britt, who's listening. Um, and I'm like, yeah, we, you should watch both of these. They're both great. And like, n- neither of them have really scary stuff, which the five-year-old is really like averse to scary <laughs> things in movies right now. Um, Matcha gets a little scary for like a scene in yeah. Song of the Sea. But otherwise, like, there's not a lot of scare in these. Like, no. just recommend for all ages. Like, Ponyo has these big, like, terrifying looking fish, but... They're just kind of going about fish business. Do they? Oh, I, yeah, I, I didn't those, even... Yeah, like, remember those like dinosaur fish? Oh, yeah. They like, don't really... They, I, I feel like I don't see their teeth, right. so I don't really care. But they're also like just... Yeah. They're just being fish. They're just floating around. They're just yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Flipping their fins. Yeah. They do, do get pretty far. Do you, do you have any... Do, I mean, because we didn't spend any time on deciding re-release, like, do you have any special edition dreams or okay, hopes or... So, oh, I'll throw out I'll throw out like a couple of things. And this is this is me being being picky and I might be wrong. So Song of the Sea, there's a little bit of an American tale in it where Okay. There is a very important song that is sung throughout the movie. And a lot of times it's not sung very well. Okay. I, I it would be nice if that was if like Man, I don't want to like Disney this, but if the credits had up had like a a pop version of it, well, the credits did have a version of it. But like, a, it was like an Irish no, but Celtic you, version. You know what yeah, I'm I, I see what like you're a saying. Pop yeah. version of it, or like I don't, I don't know. I just felt like that was that was one of the things that kind of threw me is That's when like when like the 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 kid like would miss a note either. While playing on the the conch or while singing. Like, Mm -hmm. if the note wasn't hit correctly, 
like there were there were one or two moments where like I was like, is this a different song? No, it's the same song. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like an ultimate nitpick. I, I don't think it's an actual problem, but if I'm going to say something about Song of the Sea, that's it. That's so interesting because I had an opposite response to that. I liked what? I liked that the kids weren't as good as the mom, mm-hmm. right? Because the mom Hate has American Tale. I have yeah. Well, I didn't say I had an opposite response <laughs> to American <laughs> Tale. The mom is like has this gorgeous voice, right? And yeah. it's it's an act the um voice actor is a recording artist and she sings the version in the credits and mm-hmm. um she has this gorgeous voice and so this idea that like Ben is like trying to like fill yeah. the impossibly beautiful voice of his mom and that Sersha can't sing at all and that this like seahorn is kind of hard to play and yeah. I like that they were like fumbling to recreate something that loomed so large from their mom. Yeah. I, I liked that a lot because then when they when they do nail it, I think then it's more because yeah. they do when they sing it like in the climactic moment, I think they sing the right notes, right? They sing yeah. and play the right notes. And so it like means more. I, I, I will, understand what you're saying. Like, say, the, like the final voice could have been a little bit more polished. The final voice could have been a little bit more polished and the I guess the melody is like I don't remember it now. I remembered it in the movie, but mm-hmm. I don't remember it now. And like, you know, that's, you know, I. It's just like you kind of play like Irish Celtic oh. music. It's like modal, and yeah, yeah. It's just. I mean, it's just like if you play me a blues song, and then you yeah. play me another blues song. Sure. You're like, are these the same song? I'd be like, yeah. I don't know. It was A, D, and E. 12 bar blues yeah great i understand like and that's that's not on the movie right Right. that's on that's on my experience right but like the song did i guess the song didn't stand out to me enough or the performances weren't strong enough that like i totally got that all the way through that's fair but i'm also used to like having a menken do yeah like hey over anything else Here's a melody that will get stuck in your head. Right. 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 Um, but it, again, I don't actually think that needs to change. But if I'm going to, mm-hmm. if I'm going to make a criticism of a movie that I thought was otherwise pretty close to perfect, yeah, that's my critique. I wonder if the language has any impact on that, right? Because it's sung mm-hmm. in, I don't know yeah. what language, but it's not English. Gaelic, um, I assume, yeah, um, or Irish. So I wonder if, like, you know fly away got right. stuck in my head because like those those syllables really stick with you yeah i wonder if like we had you know been able to sing along with the lyrics as english that's, lyrics whether the melody would have stuck a little bit that's probably because like you said like it. yeah in in the movie itself you know that motif when you hear it but even like an hour later you're like oh yeah is that quite it i i understand what you're yeah. saying totally and it's yeah. like yeah i just like it didn't. It didn't hook me enough. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, I don't know if I can totally blame the movie there. No, that's fair. No. I don't think it was made for. It, you know, it wasn't made with an American audience. It's in mind. not, and it's not a musical specifically, right? right? It uses music as a plot device, but. No. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that uh, was that was a surprisingly uh, long re-release. I want but. these creators to do more series. Yeah. I think it's like 
my because I got over the garden wall vibes. We've started watching Infinity Train yeah. on HBO Max, which is another Cartoon Network series that is very similar to Over the Garden Wall, and it's like episodic, mm-hmm. you know, teen kid going through these like weird and wild dreamlike situations in yeah. order to grow up. Infinity Train is like very. It feels like very good YA. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, in in a, and I I don't mean that in a negative way. Sure. Just to be clear, like, but it feels like very good, like, young adult. Yeah. Book. Yeah. Or young adult cartoon in this case. Really enjoy it. Highly recommend it. Yeah, but could Cartoon Saloon should make a series out of this or yeah. what? Even new IP out of whatever. Yeah. This was fun. This was really fun. Highly recommend these movies. Yeah. And this pairing, like you said, I think that's cool to note. Yeah. They go well together. If you have pairings of great, cozy, wonderful movies, um, and those kind of movies only. No. Uh, oh, sorry. One, <laughs> any, oh. one more uh, pairing I'd like to recommend, which is a uh, lighthouse, uh, which is like the Kahlua and rum. And uh, Coors Grapefruit Hard Gross. Seltzer, that's like kind of lukewarm. You did not pour those two together, did you? No, I just drank one then uh, the other. Okay. Don't do that. Well, if you have <laughs> good pairings, <laughs> probably movies, uh, you can reach out to us at yeah. Cellmates Podcast. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Yep. Cellmatespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And, uh, hey, we do our best to respond. Yeah. But... You know, no promises. Yeah. We do read everything that we get. We, we do. Uh, but sometimes we forget to respond. Sometimes in a timely manner. It's not. It's not sometimes even, not. It's not even that we're super busy. We just, we forget. We're volunteers. We're yeah. vo- there's no ad revenue. There's no, we're volunteers. Yeah. Anyway, we appreciate your. Except for our new advertiser, My Pillow. Gross. <laughs> get out. Don't even joke about that. This is like how you get trolls. All right. Thanks That's how you get trolls for listening. I don't know my pillow or Titan AE two hours into an animated podcast. I don't know. People can do like audio search terms. <laughs> Look, Mike Lindell's out there listening to every podcast. He might to be see if anyone mentions him. It's like searching your name on Twitter, right? That's fair, could, actually, there's probably audio search now. You could do image search. I, that doesn't right, sound like true. reverse image. This anyway, all sounds fake. Well. So does an owl lady who's turning herself into stone, but Okay, I'll make a good. I'll make a movie out of the My Pillow Guy audio searching us. For Silvice Podcast, I'm Dick Ward. I'm Kate Phillips. And I'm Dick Ward. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Cellmates Podcast, a animation of... Po- <laughs>